0: Isaiah chapter 43. Someone with a word of prayer, shall I? Father God, we come to you this evening, Father, a broken people. Lord, we come to you knowing that outside outside of the cross and we would be lost. Father, we, we come to you this evening and we call this day good. But Father, for Christ and his death, Father, we, we think upon tonight. And we marvel at the crucifixion the suffering for our sake and we're reminded that why Jesus needed to die in the first place. Lord, Jesus needed to die because we are not good. Lord, Jesus died so that we wouldn't have to die. And Father, we pray, Lord, that as we consider tonight just for a few moments the cross, Lord, we ask that you would move into history that we would realize that you did move into history, Father, and that you are working all things out, even now in light of the cross, so, Father, that our boasting would be a boasting in the cross. So, Father, we pray, Lord, tonight as we uh, take a few moments and, and read and understand the scriptures, that we would understand the price that has been paid for us. We ask that you do these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And before we get to... Isaiah 53. I just want to read from Mark chapter 18 and 19. And just to give you a little understanding of where we're going tonight, I'm just simply going to read the story of the crucifixion that we're going to get into, Isaiah 53. After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So Pilate heard these words, brought Jesus out, and sat him down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement in Aramaic, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of the preparation of the fa- of the Passover; it was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, "Behold your King." They cried out, "Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him!" Pilate said to them, "Shall I crucify your King?" Have no king but Caesar. So we delivered him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and went out, bearing his own cross to a place called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him with him two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an in inscription and put it on the cross and read, "Jesus of Nazareth." king of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription. For the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. The soldiers had crucified Jesus. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day, the Jews took Pilate. Uh, Asked Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He saw it, has borne he who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth. these things took place in the scripture might be fulfilled not one of his bones will be broken again another scripture says they will look on him whom they have pierced after these things Joseph of Arimathea who was a disciple of Jesus he secretly for fear of the Jews asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus and Pilate gave him permission Nicodemus also who earlier had come to Jesus by by night came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes for about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus, pounded and lit a cloth with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new tomb, which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, Closed at hand. They laid Jesus there. This afternoon I was speaking with someone and they said, Pastor, what are you, what are you gonna what's your big left hook tonight? What are you what, what's the thing? What's the what's the thing you're gonna give your people? And I just simply said this, I'm gonna give them a story. The story of Jesus, the crucifixion. Which begs the question. What is the central story of Christianity? What is the story that makes Christianity what it is? What is it that without this one thing, Christianity would be nothing? carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. With his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned, every one, to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that is before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away, and as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people, and they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence. There was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him, poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore sin many and makes intercession for the transgressors. What is the essence of Christianity? The essence of Christianity is that Jesus died. We see it in this text when we look at verse 7. This is the gospel story in, in, a, in a verse. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. He was taken away. Verse 8, he was cut off out of the land of the living in verse 12 The stories that we tell ourselves the most are the stories that shape us the most. So, what story are we telling ourselves? We tell the, ourselves the story of the torture Christ. the cross, and we say that it's the cross which we which we revere. Right? Think about—I I mentioned this a few weeks ago—how insane would such an obsession with an electric chair. And yet, it's a man made device, this cross by which we call this day Good Friday. The death of one man to pay for the sins of many. This is the story of Christianity, and so we must ask ourselves the next question. the death of one man cover the sins of an entire world. Look at verse 5. He was pierced for our transgressions. So the question, why did Jesus die? Number one, Jesus died to pay a debt. He died to pay a debt. Without understanding where we sit in relation to a God, we will never understand this story. Without understanding that ever since Adam and Eve fell to sin in the garden and every generation since then has went their own way, believe the lie that God actually saved. You see, as much as we love a God of mercy, as much as we love a God who simply forgives and is forbearing with us. and Listen, that is gloriously true. It was in Exodus that God Himself said that He is forgiving, merciful, and yet it was this God who is so loving, so kind, so forgiving of so many sins, will not let the guilty go unpunished. So every generation has been building a, a debt more massive, Every generation has been building a debt that far exceeds every consumer debt you've ever had. And we see from Isaiah 53 that Jesus stepped in to take place. Jesus died to pay a debt. Look at verse 5. He pierced for our transgressions. Verse 5. He was crushed for our iniquities. Verse 6. On him was laid our iniquity. Verse 8, he was stricken for our transgressions. Verse 11, he has borne our iniquities. Verse 12, he was numbered with the transgressors. He who knew no sin became sin for you and I. Why did Jesus die? Jesus died to pay the debt. Not only that, but Jesus died to purchase for us priceless treasures. Verse has brought us peace. We live in a world that is obsessed with peace, don't we? All around us, we we crave peace. We crave to be uh, to live at peace with one another. Nations crave to live at peace with one another. And yet, even if all of the world had all the peace that they could ever want, there would still be inner. knowing how God has wired the world to God, though the Bible would actually tell us that, that we know God exists, and yet we have believed a lie. We suppress this truth, Romans chapter 1, and so living with this suppression of truth, we rage at war within our own
1: members. We see that Jesus' death
0: purchased this priceless treasure of peace In the gut of our souls, peace. This is why he died. Verse 5: We see also that his wounds has brought us healing, not just physical healing, but healing of a divide between us and God that could not be bridged by any other way. Jesus died to purchase us this priceless treasure, and he died to purchase the priceless treasure. i right now, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, and, and what that means is, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Quoting uh, David out of the Psalms, and the theologians will ask, why did Jesus
1: say that? The answer is, he said
0: that so you and I don't have to say that. He said, uh, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So that you and I don't have to say, God, why have you forsaken us? Jesus to the cross. It was you and behind the seat of a driver's wheel, um, angry at the person in front of you, that sin, that hatred in your heart, this murdering that Jesus would call it. It is that sin which nailed Jesus to the cross. much that David would say in his mother's womb this death of Jesus as foolishness. It doesn't make sense, Pastor. How can one man die for all the sins of the world? It makes no sense. Those of us who God has given us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to understand, we see that in this death, in this atonement for our sins, that that what was pictured when God first slain the first sacrifice there in the garden when he killed the animals and made a covering for Adam and Eve that he was picturing Christ covering our sins. We see that when we see the story of Moses leading the people out of Exodus after what? The Passover. Where an animal was slain and the blood was drawn upon the doorpost. That this was a picture of a God who would save his own The children of Egypt were saved out of slavery. You and I are slaved out of slavery to sin. We no longer need to wallow in our sin. We no longer need to be bound by the shackles of this life and all the sin that weighs us down, but we can easily shed it because of what Christ has done for us. When we read the words, Jesus died. There should be two emotions deep in our hearts. The first, of deep anguish. Knowing that every time we've fallen, every time we've sinned, every day outside of Christ, i whatever it is that you're going to do tomorrow as you come into the Sunday morning, may we be pressured and weighted down by our sins. We live in a culture which easily says, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, forget about it, it's okay, just move on. Don't you know Christ has risen? Yes and amen, but listen, we will only celebrate the cross and all of its glorious truths if we understand what our sin cost us. What it cost Jesus.